to Cursed Objects, a podcast about culture, politics, and tat, um, among, among, other, <laughs> among other things. My name's Dan Hancock, so I'm a journalist, an author, and um, sleepyhead, <laughs> and I'm joined as ever by... Uh, Dr. Cassidy, a uh, renegade historian. <laughs> Is that what... I don't really know what renegade means, I think it... Rebel? Maverick? Rebel? Maverick. <laughs> yeah. You know, I kind of reject the annals of history and instead embrace technological change right. and podcasting rather than archives. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds like a, That's a really me, progressive Tippi. form of history which yeah. looks forward into the future. Yeah. Is, She's so, a radical, guys. And a futurologist of sorts. <laughs> Um, and a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> apparently so, yeah. No, that's, that's really unfair, Kasha. Um, <laughs> Don't uh, do yourself down like that. <laughs> it's great to be uh, back with you guys on the main Cursed Objects podcast feed um, this week because for the last month or so we've, only, we've done a couple of Patreon-only episodes you may or may not be aware of and they are available to subscribers only for as little as £4 a month. Uh, what are those episodes, Cash? So we did one on uh, the Magna Data dartboard where we explore... <laughs> <laughs> the pun just gets me every time. I'm trying to say hell. that really seriously and yeah. I was like, you just can't? Oh, it's the Magna Data, <laughs> yeah. A dartboard inspired by the Magna Carta, but apparently with no other connection to it other than the fact that there's a terrible pun in there. But yeah, we used that as an opportunity to talk about um, the way that the Magna Carta has been sort of used, abused and misunderstood throughout history, but really, particularly in the last few years, by COVID tinfoil hat type people and Brexiteers as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't so- give it all away, Dan. Don't no, give it no, all away. Sure. There's, there's much more in there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot about <laughs> sovereign citizens and people trying to, you know, keep their uh, soft play gyms open. Um, are they called soft play gyms? That's not really the right term, is it? Uh, and then the other episode, which is also available to Patreons, we'd encourage you to go and sign up, patreon.com slash objects, uh, was about... The NHS. Born in the NHS t-shirts. So about... the idea that, you know, most of us were probably born in some form or another in the NHS, maybe 97%, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so to wear a t-shirt like that is kind of a statement of... The obvious, right? It's declaring something rather more. So yeah, we talked about um, the history of the NHS and the way that it's the way that it's sort of politicised and 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 its history, particularly again in the last few years, as something that has become put raised up onto a pedestal, particularly during COVID, and what it means that uh, we all were encouraged to clap for the carers and so on and what it means when Tories and people that would actually quite like to privatise it are forced to do the same. So yeah those two episodes are available on our Patreon but uh, we'll throughout the summer we're going to be alternating doing some just for the Patreons and then some like today. Uh, it's kind of, If you haven't listened to Cursed Objects before we take it in turns to bring in an object which then we zoom out from and sort of look at the kind of consumer capitalist principles underlying the production of that object, but the history of it, the way it's situated in society, um, the culture around it and so on. And today's is an absolute corker. So Dan, yes. I've got a question for you. Oh God, yeah. To kick us off. Okay. What's, what's the odd one out in this group? Okay. Pregnant or lactating women, children, diabetics and patriots. Which group is the <laughs> Is it is it Patriots? It is Patriots because Patriots are the only ones that are recommended to drink this drink. So I've brought in Oh my god. I've brought so, in, so it's not for breastfeeding women, but it is for Patriots. Uh, breastfeeding women, children or diabetics okay. can't drink this. 
I, but patriots can. I just need to ask what happens if you're a patriotic lactating woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very confusing. Anyway, yeah, grey area. There's a grey area. Please introduce there. this horrible cursed object. So today, I have brought in a. I think you know we've been long overdue a food episode mm-hmm. slash drink episode. Sure. And I've got a friend, and we have this like he just sends me really horrible energy drinks. <laughs> Nice. Um, well, actually, it started off because there's like this new brand of energy drink. Well, not new, but like this Polish energy drink called Oshi, which slaps. It's so good. In terms of energy drinks, brilliant. It will sort your hangover out. It's like not gross. It actually tastes... It tastes amazing. Pleasant. It's like it's sorted That's, me out so I mean, many times. Wow, I'm so surprised. Yeah. We are not sponsored by Oshi, so please support <laughs> our Patreon if, you, if you're into brought girls' to subjects. By, brought yeah. to you by a Polish energy drink. But Oshi, if you're listening... <laughs> I do love you, so I will I will do some promo. But anyway, it's just escalated mm-hmm. and it ended up in him sending me a picture of Bulldog Power Energy Drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got a bulldog on it looking kind of <sighs> mean. He's wearing a kind of leather collar with spikes, kind of like that. You know the dog in um Wallace and Gromit that's not the bad dog. The bad dog. The yeah. bad the one that's bullying yeah. Gromit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of looks like that. No, it actually does. And um on it, it's got some pluses at the bottom, and it says plus BCAAs. I don't know what that is. They will definitely kill you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds toxic. Yeah. Plus reduced sugar. Uh-huh. Great. Plus British spirit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was made for cursed objects. Yeah, it's just really. like wow. The bulldog. I mean, maybe we should do a whole other episode on like the relationship between the the bulldog as an animal and Britishness, because it's not it's not in the flag, is it? It's not in the Magna Carta. There's no. Was there a section of the Magna Carta about bulldogs and I don't how think they're so. like? Well, they maybe are, they're the sovereign whatever. dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All barons must own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, my favourite thing about this is that if you have a look on the um, like where it's produced, it's actually produced in the EU. <laughs> <laughs> Which you just couldn't make Come it up. On. You just couldn't. I thought we, thought we retained sovereignty over our energy drinks, but apparently not. And you'd think if there so was going to be one that retained sovereignty. Does it say where it's, does it just say made in the just EU? Just says produced in Generic, Generically made in the super sta- in the federal super state <laughs> of the European Union. We can't be any more specific than that. Actually, all borders within the EU have been, have been dissolved to produce this horrendous but weirdly British seeming... Energy drink. Energy so drink. we're gonna. We, so, it's one of about seventy that we've got assembled on the table here in my living room. Um, so if um, we make it through this episode, yeah, without yeah, please, each having a please, heart attack. please, please get in touch with our doctors yeah. if you don't hear from us after this. Mum, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> just, just stay. I've been that drinking. Now. To be clear, like, so we're recording this. It's eleven in the morning, um, and I have unusually for me only drunk peppermint tea so far this morning which is why i describe myself as a bit of a sleepyhead if you can hear us speeding up during the course of the episode then then you now know why um as we power through just what looks like horrible amounts of caffeine sugar <laughs> though some so some of the eight like some are non, non, non-sugar anyway let's try this right. one first and then we'll and then we'll crack into some of the other beasts okay you ready Oh, that sound, that, that British fo- sound. That foley sound, you know, that was not added in post. Oh my God, the by, smell. By our oh. producer, Mr. Beatnik. Oh my All right, God, not too smell. much of it. That's oh, plenty. sorry. Fucking hell, it smells, like, it smells like Red Bull. Oh my God. Sorry, I actually really stitched you up with that. Have we look, have we, yeah, yeah, you did. You, I've been given a healthy sort of double shot. Right, chin chin. Yes. Oh my God, the smell. Oh. It's not great. I've tasted worse drinks. Yeah. I don't think it's that much worse than Red Bull, to be quite honest. No. Would you say? It, do you know what? It's the smell that's getting me. It's oh. not the taste. Sort the of taste metallic. is. What would you say this is? Kind of iron brewy? Like, I don't know. How do you it describe is, the taste of Red Bull? It's iron brew adjacent. It's true. Um, I mean, it, does some of this come down to taurine and what taurine is? 
Yeah, do you what know touring? what touring I do, is? I have done some research, but unfortunately that was not covered in my research. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look that up shortly. Does this have? Does this bulldog power drink? Does that have taurine in? Could you just? Oh have yeah, a look it at definitely me? has taurine in. We're going to be. I think we should compare some of the sugar and caffeine levels at some point. Does yeah. it say the caffeine content? Thirty-two milligrams per hundred milliliters. Okay. What's red? Things. I'm not sure all of them display their caffeine amounts because I was looking at the ones I bought last night. I think 32 milligrams per 100 milliliters is the amount that uh, pregnant children or breastfeeding women should... That's their limit, basically. So actually it doesn't say... It's interesting, it does, they're not required, seemingly, in the way that alcohol, cans of alcohol, bottles of alcohol are now required oh, to no, display they... the number of units. Okay, so actually this is a great opportunity, as we've just done, done Bulldog Power, which tastes like Red Bull. Yeah. Why don't we also do original energy drink... Of 39p, which is from the Euro Shopper. So I assume that that is the more Europe, European Union aligned of the I mean, energy drinks. I've been assuming. If that... you're a Romania, would you drink this one? <laughs> no, if you're a Romania, you're not drinking 39p cans from the from Euro Shopper. Is Euro Shopper? That's not a shop, is it? Have you just invented that? Oh, oh Euro, Sh- Euro Shop is the brand. Wow. Yeah, so Euro just to try and describe this, this looks like. I mean, we're all familiar with, you know, um, own brand uh, sort of basics. Mm. Was it Tesco that had a basics range, I think? Yeah, yeah. You know, Asda, Sainsbury's all have these uh, sort of low-cost, minimal minimal branding lines that to... I mean, which I think were introduced for the first time after the 2008 recession. Mm. With, the, with the Well, it was the credit crunch first, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, there was uh, that and the arrival of Lidl and Aldi sort of forced... A lot of these brand sort of chains to you know have a drive towards the bottom, or at least to diversify their range, so you have a taste the difference, or you know excellent range, mm, and then mm. you have a super cheap one. Anyway, this looks cheaper than the cheapest um, own brand one I've yeah. ever seen, yeah. and uh, that terrifies me slightly because I don't know why I would assume that like a heavily branded Red Bull or Monster can, of which we have several as well isn't also just full of absolutely toxic kind of additives and stuff. Well, why Um, don't we do a taste test? Yeah, So we've tried Bulldog Power. Yeah. Now we're going to go for original energy drink from the Euro Shopper. Which is the Hella Basic one. I'm really sorry I gave you so much, so much. No, down the hatch (laughs) with the Bulldog Power. I can feel my Bulldog spirit growing as we're drinking it. I'll give you less of this. Thanks. Oh, it's got a more fluorescent colour. Yeah. Kind of like Fl- a... Fluorescence, that's what you want in your drinks, isn't it? <laughs> Just something something that really suggests sort of nuclearity, you know. Like... <laughs> Look at that. It's, it's, it's the sort of urine colour when you haven't drunk enough water. For like During the course days. of a summer, yeah. sort of sunny day and you've been boozing a lot. Right, down the hatch. I think I actually like that better. Yeah, I prefer it to Bulldog Power. <laughs> but is this political? Oh, oh, you think, oh, I see. So you think there's like there's a Brexit energy drink and a Remainer energy drink here, <laughs> and the Bulldog well, one, despite being made in the EU, is the Brexit one, and then the Euro Shopper one is yeah. These are the two. These are the, the two genders. <laughs> for uh, yeah, for for the any all of your European referendum needs. Right. Um, should we go on to the Red Bull? I mean, I know what Red Bull tastes like, but sure, yeah, let's bring it. I'm I'm sort of more intrigued to try. Some of the weird, colourful monster cans. I've never, I've never tried a monster oh my before. God. It's just the smell of this, Ugh. of all of these. All right, okay, let's do the Red Bull. It does look... The Red Bull is the same colour as the uh, as the Euro generic Shopper. Euro Shopper energy drink. That does actually taste a bit better. Has it got sugar in? Uh, yes. So, so all of these so, either have tonnes of sugar or, or none. none. Yeah, 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 because I have a theory that, like... With reduced sugar drinks, they mm. always taste worse unless yeah. it's energy drinks or gin and t- or tonic. Oh, interesting. Tonic seems to be fine with zero sugar, okay. I think, because it's so horrible anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the same rule applies for energy drinks. Like, right. the more horrible it tastes as a basic rule, yeah. I think I think you can just slap I mean, in as many is the theory whatever's is as you want. Underpinning this, perhaps, that, like... All of the drinks, all of the like nine cans we have lined up on the table are so completely packed with like magnesium carbonates and acidity regulators. And... This one's got niacin. Oh, I love love a bit of niacin. Acid, and then a couple of vitamins. I think just because otherwise 
Yeah. It would kill you. <laughs> Panax ginseng root extract. I mean, that actually plausibly sounds vaguely natural. And then various vitamins and colours. Ooh, added along with initus in inositol. That sounds very dodgy, doesn't it? Anyway, but yeah, with all of these additives in there, you're like, you just don't need like 30 grams of sugar on top of that or whatever it is. Because yeah, be, also, I mean, the, the, miracle here, yeah. the miracle here is how a company like Red Bull have basically like how they've managed to not only like infiltrate the market, but like mm. I was en route here. Yeah. And there was a little girl, she must have been about 10, and she was drinking a Red Bull, oh, like, on wow. the train. Like, okay. you know, like, it's completely normalised. And I think that, like, Red Bull, their mm. PR, like, they're like the daddy of energy drinks, aren't they? And I think Monster is owned by Coca-Cola. So Monster's owned by Coca-Cola. Red Bull is its own thing in and of itself. Mm. Uh, but, like, they're really, like, the bear moths of the energy drinks industry. And it's, like, a booming industry, and we can get onto like... I've got a chart in front of me. Oh, have actually. you? Yeah, yeah, Ooh. I have. I have. Love um, it when you do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the um, the global energy drinks market um, is interesting to see. It's sort of how it grows by region. Although I haven't printed out in color, I can tell you that it's the um, Asia Pacific region has grown the most and is by far and away the largest consumer, um, like by by region of the world. But it, what what's interesting is just how it seems to have doubled. I think since two thousand. Oh no, it's pro- projected to, to double in size as a market between twenty sixteen and twenty twenty six, which we are sort of halfway through, I suppose, to uh, about eighty five billion US dollars worldwide. Right. right. Um, but you were absolutely right that yeah, Red Bull. Remain uh, as of 2020, Red Bull has 43% of the global share of the market. Amazing. Um, and b- between Red Bull and Monster, they have 82%. So everyone else here is just playing around for a little quarter slice of the market. Because I feel um, like they're in, they, they are a company who have really played on the idea of like normalizing their brand to such an extent that they sponsor music events and they are like uh, cultural content creators, right? In the sense that they sponsor like Red Bull Culture Clash I remember that was like a couple years ago and like a few times yeah yeah and like not only do they are they like involved in music also like broad cultural events but I know that you know way more about this than me yeah I don't think I think I think it's not broad I think it's a range of cultural events but they're very specifically chosen okay Um, and that's absolutely something I wanted to get into can we just open some monster while we while we crack on we're talking about Red Bull's attachments their brand connections do you want mango loco monster juiced or chaotic which is spelled (laughs) k-h-a-o-t-i-c which is also a juiced so I think these are the ones that have some juice in I love the idea that they're like these have juice in. These are so healthy. Yeah, they because they've actually, got real juice. <laughs> if you drank all of this 500 milliliter can, you would be having 43% of your daily intake of sugar because, from that alone. Wow. Because I've also got a Rubicon Raw, which is like Rubicon have just launched into the... Raw. Into the, I know, into raw the drinks industry. Is Raw sort of Energy trying to claim a little bit of sort of space in a, in a kind of plausibly healthy... Like as in yeah, raw juices, yeah, or yeah. is it supposed to be raw like? No, it's supposed to be like raw power. Because it's it's like <laughs> at the bottom, it's like made with twenty percent fruit juice. You know, so again, it's yeah. like trying to yeah, trying to make this seem like it's not just going to completely destroy your mind and and body. Well, so given that it is, which one yeah. do you want to try? <laughs> um, I think we should go for the chaos, yeah. chaotic. Yeah, okay, let's go. Chaotic because. <laughs> I love the chaos, and this whole episode is just going to be a mess. I mean, it will be as we keep drinking. This one has apple, orange, peach, tangerine, white grape, and pineapple juice in, as well as 43% of your daily intake of sugar. Again, I'm not sure the caffeine is actually specifically... It specifically says how much caffeine. Um, There's a whole bit of... Oh, God, they love writing vast paragraphs of bad copy on the side, don't they? But we'll, we'll get. This isn't just any energy drink. Yeah, exactly. There's so it's absolutely. If you, I mean, you. I'm sure most of our listeners will know what Monsters brand vaguely looks like. But these juiced cans are just. They're sort of covered with. It's like the worst sort of street art, and I'm not a fan to begin with. To be quite honest, it's one of my most reactionary <laughs> tastes. Is like, I think a lot of graph is rubbish. 
Um, but yeah, it's particularly rubbish when it's been scrawled all over an energy drink can. I'm going to mm. pour you some of this chaotic juice. Oh my wow. god! Wow. Okay. It's lurid. Jeez. Um, it's very. Um, it's like a like Rubicon. Yeah, it, mango. Does, it does look more like a fizzy fruit. Oh, but juice. it smells. It smells like something that you would get, you know, oh. after you went swimming. <laughs> it does, absolutely true. After you went swimming it's... and like your mum might buy you, you know like what? a drink. I think it's because it's got chlorine in it. Oh <laughs> no, I'm just god. kidding. I mean, that me. Oh my god. Look, it's a stabilizing agent. It's fine. I oh. mean, you can taste the 43% of your daily sugar, oh. can't you? It's way too sweet. That, honestly, that tastes like those. Oh. Maybe like little juices that you get in kind of plastic tubs. They were almost like plastic yeah. tubs, super thin. You like would pierce the top with a straw and then drink that. And I think they're only around in the 90s because oh, they were... Oh, the plastic tub ones. Yeah, the plastic yeah. tub ones. And they were so weird and like I haven't been mm. able to find them since. That This tastes like plastic tub one. It's a plastic tub juice. Yeah. Exactly. But it's just branded, but branded for the TikTok generation. <laughs> well, because Monster has that energy about it doesn't it i mean monster's been taking the piss out of for years for being like a goth energy right. drink like a straight edge energy drink i remember during my teenage years yeah. people that were like straight edge and had snake bite tattoos you know like the two ones on the bottom of their lip and had wow. like bad fringes they would like go to and like skate parks and yeah, yeah, drink yeah. monster no i love i love the the scene that you're drawing here and in fact before we kind of get onto like red bull and monster's uh, part, well, no, I was going to say partnerships, corporate partnerships, branding, mm. all of the cultural events they try to attach them to, which, and I'll talk a bit about Red Bull Music Academy, which I sort of vaguely connected to and involved in and sort of dominated the club music scene for quite a while. <coughs> Sorry, I just need to no, yeah, cough my lungs up from this. <laughs> I feel like we should have a spittoon. <laughs> sure, yeah, a spittoon, yeah. Is that what it's, they're called? Um, is that what they're called when they do wine tastings, or yeah, is that just what they what they called them in old pubs when men would <laughs> chew tobacco and oh, then okay. need to spit a lot? Either way, disgusting. The yeah. Ivy House, which is a uh, pub near me, fantastic pub, has a, a historic Grade Two listed spittoon around the bar. We should have is, done it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should have done. And if you support our Patreon, maybe we can hire it out. <laughs> For a party, for a that, party, yeah, for an energy drink, energy party. drink party. So yeah, before we, um, <laughs> before before we kind of move on to talk a bit about um, how these brands position themselves to sell what is an extraordinary markup, incredibly mm. cheap and nasty, mm. like quick release, um, quick crash, kind of sugary water. Uh, before we get, because these are like these cans are like one fifty each. A lot of them, not not the thirty nine p euro shopper one. But they range between, I would say, like forty p and maybe max two pounds. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're really looking at the but kind of one pound one fifty. It's mark. an extraordinary markup to pay more than one pound, like more than a pound, really, for this stuff. Yeah, but the um, monster can is huge. Well, is like, it, that would just keep you going all yeah, day, but, but the it? liquid in it will cost nothing. And that's oh, yeah, why true. I think, like, the branding, the marketing, the mm. elaborate, mm. like, you know, Mexi street art. Mexican Day of the Dead street art on the cans, you know, all that nonsense. Um, so anyway, the question I want to ask first, basically, the thing that I've been thinking about when we were sort of warming up this episode was sort of, what are the subcultures that go for mm. um, energy drinks? Because I think I think for most people, an energy drink might be a thing once in a blue moon that they'll indulge in when they're really sleepy, really hungover, you know, maybe they're out late and don't want to drink any more booze or whatever yeah. and want to stay up. But who are the people that actually really like energy drinks and buy them regularly? And I've sort of drawn up a bit of a list okay. here. I think so. Sporty people, like that. That's <laughs> I a love big, that as a category. Yeah, it's a category. I'm, a, I'm just a sporty person. It's absolutely a category, and it, my subculture is sporty person. My, my subculture is sport is totally a type of person. Like, and actually, I I was listening to a a podcast yesterday about it was it's produced by a nutrition brand called Musashi. Which is named after a 17th century Japanese samurai okay. called Miyamoto Musashi. He was a samurai and philosopher. And it's basically a podcast, it's content produced for this nutrition brand, presented by just three like bros, 
Okay. Who love lifting and love running and love like <laughs> and just like they're gym bros, right? They're really smart and interesting gym bros, considering. Okay. But like, yeah. um, that all they talk about is sort of you know like feeding the burn and so on. But they <laughs> and so forth. But and so, and so on and, <laughs> and so, so forth, <laughs> feeling the burn, etc. Um, yeah, they and then no, they um, they they seem like kind of smart and sensitive guys, but mm. who's only interest really is like what's the right fuel for mm, like getting mm. fit and um they discuss the fact that like energy drinks suck they just they you know they they generally taste gross mm. but you you obviously need them and i hadn't really realized this even though i'm relatively sporty i suppose like that yeah you're caffeine... a sporty person thank you <laughs> you love this category don't you a sporty person <laughs> what should i i guess jock maybe is, is I mean, that's different isn't it yeah um, no just, just, pe- just people for whom their like primary interest is like is keeping sport. fit and going to yeah. the gym and stuff yeah because i would have thought things have changed since people since everyone started getting into protein powder you know sure. now it's not like he'll, he'll your, may have yeah. messed with this whole dynamic but I think if you certain of sports particularly aerobic sports and I didn't even realise this despite having done a lot of running in my time Chestnut Grove uh, secondary school athletics team with Neutrino that's right see um, sporty person yeah, from day yeah from day, from day one <laughs> um, but yeah I hadn't realised that for most sort of serious runners like caffeine is a vital a vital boost before mm. before a run so like having an energy drink isn't actually that mad a thing to do mm. basically if you're into, glucose, if you're working right? out yeah exactly because you need that because that sugar boost will help basically and the caffeine boost will help and what they what the guys on the bros on this sporty podcast were saying though was that was they quoted this Japan, 17th century japanese samurai and philosopher musashi in set he wrote do not pursue the taste of good food. And this keys into a like an idea that the like pleasure and taste and sort of refinement that can be derived from from taste is much less important than like it's fuel, basically. Um they quote they, it's horrible. They quote I mean <laughs> you and I are two people that love food. There's a they quote they quote this like non not 17th century, but 21st century, like I think YouTube like gym influencer type guy mm. and saying you're eating to perform you're not eating for taste that just makes me so sad yeah I mean they do and the, the bros on this on this podcast do unpick it a bit and say like oh it's nice if you can have like something taste good for it as a bonus like um oh, uh, but, but as yeah, a bonus as a bonus no exactly right oh if you're really if you're really well behaved and you're but, deadlifting but do you not exactly <laughs> but do, I don't know if you know any gym gym bros but like you know the the one the couple of people I do I do sort of tenuously know it's quite common to just eat the exact same meal every day yeah, because yeah. you will get a you'll find what the exact right balance of nutrition of sort of, sorry not nutrition the right balance of protein and carbs and fat is mm. f- to help you build muscle mm. and that it's like chicken probably, rice it's going to be chicken and white rice and like broccoli and broccoli it's mm. all steamed no flavor no seasoning yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a life i know um, what a sad life but yeah i just that that saddens me but um so yeah sporty people bros slash brus i don't yeah. know if that's is that pronounced differently would you say um, bros brus bruh but that's you know it very much overlaps with the sporty people thing and i think machismo and like masculinity is important component of all of this and mm. um, who are the ladies who drink energy drinks well you saw a 10 year old girl this morning he said <laughs> so so she's she's one in training i found an amazing facebook group relatedly called blokes and their energy drinks oh my god and i joined it yesterday it's got oh thirty-five thousand members what's genuinely quite funny and cute is that it's almost it seems to be almost exclusively like teenage early 20s lads who genuinely like energy drinks and do talk about their faves and stuff but they've got their own in jokes and their own sort of references and their own memes and stuff as every little subculture online does their 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 slogan is heart attack on blokes so like that's all that's like their catchphrase (laughs) that's like an in joke so it's like yeah just you know just tried this new like monster juiced chaotic flavor it's it's pretty sick guys heart attack on blokes peace out like that that's their wow. that's their slogan which alludes to some of the potential health problems that derive from drinking a lot of energy drinks oh but the God. other but the other thing that's really cute is it's really trans in, inclusive and oh, like and like that. and like there was a there was a post about like how 
any transphobic or homophobic comments, you'll get an immediate lifetime ban and like everyone sort of liked it and stuff. And yeah, there's someone else posted their favourite energy drink with some like trans inclusive slogan and like the flag and stuff. So a, a, a strange little subculture, yeah. but like shows that, you know, young men can surprise you perhaps, I guess, <laughs> uh, even if they're drinking terrible drinks. Anyway, to go back to my list, ravers. Yeah. So, you know, if you're up till 6am and you're not indulging in something yeah. more you'd illegal. A, yeah, you'd to, have a Red Bull and vodka. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, or just a Red Bull. Who would ruin the taste of vodka? I like know. <laughs> um, I have actually done that, though, a few times. No, I, I think the only context in which I've ever drunk Red Bull is is the very occasional yeah. vodka Red Bull. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't got, mind a festival actually because again it's same. I just don't think it's a drink because it's so baseline horrible anyway you don't actually need to drink it cold <laughs> right I see like you know it's one of those whereas ones everyone loves like, a, like a warm can of carling at a music you couldn't festival. do it yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, it's just what, horrible I have yeah it's not nice exactly whereas Red Bull is just kind of like I said, so you're not uniquely, losing any quality. No, in taste. no, 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 because there is such <laughs> little value to be gained from it. I yeah. think in t- in terms of taste, anyway. Um, yeah, no, that seems very fair. So the, the other people on my list, just to finish this off, is yeah, goths, and mm. you you did a great pen portrait of the sort of, and I think actually a lot of these overlap: goths, coders, gamers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, gaming. You could be sitting there in your massive, expensive chair for hours and hours and on end, and I guess that helps with a long sesh of playing computer games. Um, playing Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. Coders. I was talking to my partner about this, like, there's definitely a type of sort of, like, ponytailed, quite politically progressive coder, probably Polly as well, who, like, loves energy drinks and, like, you know, has extremely, yeah, progressive left-wing politics, wears all black, listens to music by bands like, well, I was going to say you and I have never heard of, but actually you have some... You've got some links into the metal scene, haven't you? So, I mean, I feel like I've metal is... I've got links into everything, Dan. Uh, of course, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, got many fingers in many pies. Is that right? I don't know that's the right term. You've got many de energy groups. Many in energy, many, yeah, many, many subcultural parts. groups. Yeah, I, um, I don't know whether you've read the book... Uh, oh, what's it called? There's a book... There's this amazing sci-fi writer, uh, Becky Chambers, I think that's her name, and she wrote these like really cute sci-fi books that are like really kind of like progressively uh-huh. amazing sci-fi books. Yeah. And um, the audience that would read her kind of progressive sci-fi, very like trans-inclusive, very mm. like anarchist in space kind of energy, <laughs> but like also just like about friendship and like oh. traveling and having a nice time. <laughs> The people that would read those books, me, yeah. <laughs> i.e. me, yeah. um, would also, I think, be into these kind of energy drinks. Uh, I mean, like me, me if I wasn't me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, understood. No, yeah. I, don't, I totally do. And I think your reference before to a certain type of straight edge goth slash punk slash metaler, mm. that, that, was what, that was something I was wondering sort of the other day. It was like, is it, is it partly... So for those who don't know, like straight edge culture originates in, I think, 80s, possibly even Mm -hmm. earlier 70s punk scene in the US where they would, because of America's extremely progressive drinking laws where you can't drink alcohol if you're until you're 21. If you went to a rock show of some kind and you were under, you didn't have ID to prove you were, mm. say you were 18, 19 or 20, you're allowed to go to the show, you're not allowed to drink. They mark an X on your hand so that the barman or woman can see that you're, uh, you're underage and you are not allowed to be served alcohol. This develops into its own punk subculture where people reject, rejected drink, drugs, and possibly sex as well, I mm-hmm. think. On uh, political motivations, on political lines. Yeah. That it... Uh, detracted you from the political cause? Is that right? That it was like fueled. I mean, I, I understand the 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 kind of uh, anti drugs position was mm. very much associated to like a global to the global drugs trade, right? Which is like oh, right. super exploitative. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You know, like it makes I mean, I knew sense. that about the drug trade, but I didn't know that yeah. was why they. I thought it was more the personal political in the sense that it was about sort of devoting your, you know, saying I'm going to keep my body clean for the purity of like mushing <laughs> like and um and like for the you know there was something so ascetic and hardcore about hardcore punk 
Yeah. That like, that like we don't need to be under the influence yeah. to really be into punk. To to, to yeah. like mosh like crazy. I'm sure I'm sure there's a I think there's an over I think there's an overlap. Wider political thing yeah. as well. Especially yeah, I think like the more kind of politically minded like anarchisty punks. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Sure. Yeah, Certainly yeah, yeah. there would be like a much more of a deeper there would have been a deeper connection. But I think the people that used to like hang out in skate parks that were like straight edge but were teenagers so probably couldn't buy alcohol easily anyway. Right. Were maybe doing it less in a kind yeah. of like hey man, the drugs trade is so bad and kind of more doing it as a, I can't buy alcohol anyway. I mean, it's a cool, yeah. I, mean, it's, I could see it. I could see it being a cool pose if you're a 15 year old to be like, okay, all my friends are kind of marking their... Drinking Lambrini in the park. Well, I was going to say like, it, you know, become teenage boozing is sort of a marker of like, I'm older than it says on my passport yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And no, I'm not a baby anymore. Yeah. And so I think it's quite... In retrospect, he says as a 40-year-old, it is quite cool if you're a 15 to be like, no, I'm 15. I'm not drinking. <laughs> like, yeah. sod that. I have plenty of time for that later. Yeah. That, that's, you know, that seems that seems more mature, though. It's probably equally pretentious <laughs> in its own <laughs> way, isn't it? Um, anyway, yeah. How did we get onto teenage oh, drinking? I've got, I've got one. I've kind of got... Uh final group that yeah, I so think I, falls into this. Oh, I have one more, but you... you, you oh, no, go yours. on. My final one was construction workers who get up early and actually have to work really hard. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a great... I think that's a great group. And I think yeah. that ties in very, very differently to the other... Yes. Like, they exactly have nothing in common with the gone. others. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like, actually, no, I'm going to go and, like, put up you know, like uh, put in flooring for like nine hours and be completely exhausted. So yeah. I need some energy. But you wouldn't be able to <laughs> drink too much because you would just end up having a heart attack, wouldn't you? You'd end up shaking. So it's particularly bad for your blood pressure, apparently. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, one thing I was reading, like it, they compared, I'm fairly sure, I don't know, I haven't verified this, but there was a doctor presenting this sort of science podcast talking about um, the sort of pitfalls of drinking energy drinks and he said that the caffeine isn't actually that much worse than in coffee, mm. which surprised me. And I, as I say, I haven't I haven't had time to verify that, follow that up. But he, this guy was a doctor. But the real, a lot of the problems are, well, with sugar, if it's a sugar one, and otherwise with what well, it does to your blood pressure, which right. is Send it scary. Through the roof. Yeah. Saying um, that, should we open another one? Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready for some more now. Um, oh my God, I have to fin- I really can't finish this. We've definitely speeded up, um, haven't we? I'm just going to add to that. Yeah. Just while I'm opening the next one. Which, which one what? should we try? I don't know. Didn't we want Maybe, to try the Tenzin? Yeah, let's go for a healthy one. So, Wait, is this, I just realised this is named after Sherpa Tenzing. I don't know who that is. So Sherpa Tenzing was the Sherpa that helped, um, I want to say, Hillary... Get Sir Edmund Hillary get up Everest, mm. um, and you know, as always, like the local man who knows how to navigate the mountain helps the white sort of imperialist mm. explorer and gets and 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 you know doesn't get any of the credit. But gets um, a drink named after. But him, gets but like, like but many, years, many later, years later gets gets a drink. Fact. And this is this one fascinates me in terms Not of the branding. Not quite reparations, but there we go. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, imagine like. Oh, zero P from this sale yeah. goes to the family of Sherpa Tenzing. Uh, but, but, you know, cool. Good for you, mate. Um, so, it's, it's fascinating, the branding here, because it is extremely styled as way more... I saw this on the shelf in my co-op mm, and I was like... Natural energy. I was like, oh, that looks much more me. It's like way more... It's like, it looks sort of refined, pseudo-healthy. Mm. It's got exactly as much sugar per 100 milliliters as all the others. Mm, mm. Is that right? I think it's right. Is, but it's natural energy. That's yeah, what it says on the front. Know, it, <laughs> Purely from plants, so it must be good. Purely from plants. I mean, is that is that again? It's is raspberry that and yuzu flavor, and yuzu's like you know yuzu's yeah yuzu's foreign, so yeah. it, must, it must be good for you. Or oh, natural flavors, electrolytes from Himalayan rock salt. Just say salt. <laughs> <laughs> electrolytes is not an ingredient. Well, so, I mean, it, it is if you want to use it as part of your marketing. I think this is interesting and actually kind of ties into... Oh, it's pink. A light pink in colour. the first non-yellow or orange coloured mm. drink. Sorry, you were saying it ties into... Yeah, I think it's really interesting because it ties into a kind of third group that I think... Oh, let's give this a try first, actually. Can't taste the yuzu. So it tastes a lot less sugary. Yeah, but it just tastes like... I don't know. It's a bit like those bottles of flavoured water you get these days. Yeah. These days. These days. <laughs> these, days. <laughs> these bloody TikTok kids with their flavoured water. 
um, yeah. But I do think, all right, okay, so I think this marks two just kind blander. of... Yeah, that's it. It's just a little bit... It's just less taurine, I assume. Mm. <laughs> Whatever taurine is. <laughs> yeah, it's made from bulls. So I think, that, yeah, very, very strong bull energy, which is why bulldog power really, really <laughs> harnessed it, really capitalised on that. Um, I think there's something really interesting going on with energy drinks, and I think this is why they're such a booming industry. Mm. One, because... Drinks like Tenzing, which are like ten a penny now. There's so many different types. Mm. It's like Noco, and there is Oshi that I mentioned before. They're kind of like healthy energy drinks as a wet that are marketed more as like vitamin, um, vitamin, uh, vitamin providers rather okay. than like those kind of metallic, horribly right. kind of red bully. Which Monster doesn't make any pretense of branding itself as healthy no you you (laughs) couldn't be called monster with your kind of like rubbish (laughs) street art and and be like hey guys you know we actually are really healthy really really (laughs) yeah yeah but i think also there's something really interesting and we've kind of thought about this before when both of us were a little bit ill the other other week yeah and we were talking about lucasaid so lucasaid is like a little bit of a dark horse of the energy drink world because it is an energy energy it's the original energy drink right but in it isn't, country, it, you wouldn't, if you drank Lucasade, you wouldn't see it as the same, I don't think, in my mind, as drinking a Red Bull because it was mm. marketed so heavily and so strongly. Yeah. So the origins of Lucasade are off the top of my head that it started off as a kind of, kind of like a strong glucose drink that was mainly sold in chemists. And then they changed their branding in the 1980s to be more sports focused. So they became like a sports Focus electrolyte energy drink, which sounds yeah. impressive, but actually isn't that impressive. I think it. I think electrolyte might mean that it's that the sugar and salt is the same density as that found in your blood. Is that okay. right? I'm not. A, I'm not a doctor, Doctor T. So I'll, I'll have to take your word for that. After I go running, after I go running, because beer also is that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember the word. So that's uh, why you're oh, no, pint it. after, you, after you run every time. I got that confused. It's not electrolyte. It's isotonic. Yeah. Isotonic is that. Is, is I think the balance between right. salt sugar and the drink being that same so density. So if you've been sweating, the idea is yeah, that it replaces the, yeah. the salts that you So lost. beer is yeah. an isotonic, except for the alcohol that's in the beer. So, uh, so it's so nearly yeah. the perfect isotonic. So sometimes you go for a run and have a beer and be like, oh, it's, you know. I love that beer's never marketed as isotonic. isotonic. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> they, got, they got John Barnes to advertise LucasAid in the 19, late 80s, early 90s mm. when I was a little kid. Um, and uh, it was, a yeah, I seem to remember kids in the playground trying to do his unique uh, accent when he said isotonic that sounded a bit more sean connery anyway yeah mm-hmm. it, it was it was a big part of the marketing was that it was isotonic but i didn't know it was originally sold in chemists that absolutely perfectly explains why i think a certain generation like I, I, maybe it's probably not true for like 12 year olds today if they're mm. sick home from school that their parents would be like oh give me a lucasade but that is the association that yeah. so many of us have my mum would always buy me lucasade stu- because she will know that it was sold mm. in chemist or rather mm. you know she has that association with it mm. um, the, well the she'd bit. never buy yeah she'd never buy me a red bull because you were sick yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no one goes out and buys a can of like monster chaotic <laughs> For their child when they're sick, do they? Maybe they do. I mean, you did see that 10-year-old girl drinking one on the way to school this morning, apparently. Um, amazing stuff. So, yeah, I think um, I'd like to talk some more about the sort of the way that, like, Red Bull itself is like a, just a remarkable story of marketing and an extremely 21st century story, mm-hmm. I think, in that they have adverts, right? Mm-hmm. They, 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 we've seen, we've all seen the adverts with the little sort of drawn uh, line drawings and the slogan red bull gives you wings mm-hmm. um they don't look particularly expensive to produce right like, no. and they i don't know if this is definitely the case because like everybody i watch most of my tv on sort of on sort of netflix and stuff on these mm. days but i don't think they actually spend much money on advertising anymore at all like do they still they have tv to, ads they used to have um i have and there seen were billboard them. ones back in the day um, they used to have red bull girls so I had a friend who at uni was a Red Bull girl and she would drive yeah. a car that had a Red oh. Bull can on it. Oh yeah, these are the and, ugliest things we've yeah, ever so seen. Yeah, it's so hideous. It's just like a little mini car and then yeah. it's got like a can of Red oh, Bull attached to it. To be clear, an oversized can of Red Bull. It's oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. not no, like no, a normal, no. <laughs> like a really, really, like probably about 50 times the size of a normal can. Yeah, yeah. The size of a small car, basically. And then she was just, she was hired to basically just yeah. go out and hand out cans of Red Bull. And this is the sort of thing described students. in Naomi Clark no logo where and it's not you know it's one of several like booze brands i think maybe they did this with cigarettes for a bit until they were banned in the states mm. of like getting 
trying to get people out as real life influencers, you mm. know, in the world before Instagram. Ambassadors. Ambassadors, indeed, yeah. in, the, in, in the real world. Because I think, A, you can pay them a lot less. Mm. And B, it's sort of peer-to-peer marketing, mm. essentially, because it's like someone you know from uni or but someone your age or whatever. Yeah, if you're a student, because she was and like, you should do it with me. And I was, I was always, like, oh, maybe. It, it's always <laughs> students who get, yeah, who get sort of tapped up for this sort of stuff because they are cash hungry. And yeah. Like, and, you know, often Desperate str- for Red Bull. Yeah, and struggling to get by and, yeah, sure, and sleep deprived. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. That is definitely a subcultural group. Students who haven't yes. studied enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very Haven't true. studied enough and desperately need to meet their deadline to drink point. six Red Bulls and it's like six in the morning and th- their, their I, world is melting I, around them. I thought I was much more sophisticated than that at university because I, I, instead of that, bought the double caffeine, double, double caffeine coffee from Wissards <laughs> that was I my, was that. my yes. <laughs> that was a reasonable response so I'm not drinking any of that crap I'm going to get myself some some like horrendously overly strong coffee from Wissards instead um, oh my God. but yeah what you described there with those with the Red Bull girls is exactly the sort of thing so I, I, the point I wanted to make is like here is Red Bull kind of trailblazers in a way in moving away from traditional advertising and more towards experiential site-specific sort of marketing adventures, mm. events, mm. partnerships are plenty, and throwing and sponsorship. So they I mentioned I think at the top of the show, like the Red Bull Music Academy, for people who don't know who are not sort of super involved or interested in the world of dance music, one of the many things that Red Bull attach their brand to rather than simply putting Red Bull is a nice drink on mm, a billboard mm. was the was the club music industry. And this began over 20 years ago now and wound up about a year or two ago with something called Red Bull Music Academy, which is technically was technically sort of a separate entity from Red Bull. They would put on an annual academy in like a sort of two-week hot housing kind of school for people who wanted to make dance music Mm. in a different city around the world Mm. every year for two weeks they would create incredible incredibly expensive new brand new studio facilities and then fly people from around the world who had won this competition because they made some a sick beat or whatever Mm. extremely long uh process to Get onto the Red Bull Music Cap. Like you have to, the application process is very super long. competitive. Yeah, our um, I'm not sure if he'll thank me for saying this, but our legendary producer, Mr. Beatnik, was one such participant <gasps> in the 2000s. Oh, wow. uh, in Barcelona, I think, when it was in Barcelona. When it came to London, uh, which I think was 2012, possibly 2011, they not only built an entire, a massive new studio for free and they flew everyone all expenses paid from around the world for free they they fly in like the biggest djs and producers in the world to give master classes to the students mm. for free uh, well not for free but but my point is they're spending extraordinary amounts of money i wrote um, an article for the newspaper they decided to produce when it was in london uh they gave away I think it was, did they print 10,000 or maybe 20,000 copies of a free newspaper they gave out at tube stations every day for two weeks? Wow. How much money was going Mm. into, I mean, it is tens, hundreds of millions Mm. into the club music world, which raised all sorts of ethical questions that have still not really been satisfactorily answered. I, you know, I was paid by Red Bull numerous times. I did, Mm. I did a whole, did a long series of articles about UK Garage um, digging into some of the like untold stories of the UK garage scene a few years ago before Red Bull Music Academy wound up finally. And, you know, I'm not ashamed of that. I think it's absolutely tragic that like no one else would have ever paid me to do that work. Yeah. So like in the world of music journalism, particularly club music journalism, Without the sponsorship of this, frankly, disgusting, like, extremely unhealthy, Mm. yeah, like, energy drink bear moth, without the patronage of that, you would have had so much less excellent, like, music journalism. Mm. Not just mine. No, I'm just Mm. kidding. But, like, like, (laughs) but, you know, they they basically, they were bankrolling um, a really dying part of the media. Mm. And they did... Uh, more than that, you know, they put on the culture clash you mentioned mm-hmm. before, which was like provided some genuinely historic moments in like 21st century. Like no one else would have, you know, put the money up for something like that. Mm. 
And what do they get out of it? They get a phenomenal amount of... I mean, it's not really free advertising because they're paying a lot of money mm. for it. But the the point is to build that brand association with people that like cool music, that stay up late dancing, mm. Mm. Uh, which is partly about making those same people buy the drink when they're in the club. But it's sort of somehow more than that. I think mm. it's just about it's about building a brand association through doing something a lot more like targeting cool. Yeah. Rather than simply making an advert. And they do the same in all sorts of other worlds. So, like, you know, I'm sure our listeners will be familiar with a lot of these, but, like, they sponsor ultra runners, mm-hmm. Formula One drivers, mm-hmm. MotoGP, which I think is with the bikes that go... Grrr, grrr, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, my God, kayakers. they sent that thing up into space, didn't they? Yeah, there was that something time, like that. time, like, they sponsored some guy going up into space in, like, a hot air balloon. That sounds right, yes. Yeah, and, and then, it was, like, live-streamed on YouTube, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So it's extreme sports, like, it's cool. So, like, what, what else have I got on this list? Um, free skiing didn't even know that was a thing but um, it's a type of skiing <laughs> I guess but like bungee jumping mm-hmm. like there was the Red Bull like the thing where they you have to build your own plane box car like yeah the box car it. race yeah and you build your own like little thing that can jump off a thing yeah <laughs> Well said. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. No, yeah, these yeah. energy drinks no, are really helping me to articulate and think We left a category off, which is like podcasters yeah. helping them with their articulate articulacy. And, um, um, but yeah, wingsuit flying, yacht racing, rally driving. We've also partnered with um, a poker brand called po- a gambling brand called Poker Stars. They brand they they did a partnership with GoPro. You can see all of this building up a larger picture of a like brand identity that is about living life to the full, and mm. you know, which actually reminds me of the you know the Pepsi Max slogan when I was a kid was um, "Live life to the max," and that's it's sort of depressing, isn't it? Because like all of these drinks, and this goes for Pepsi and sort of a lot of soft drinks that have a lot of caffeine and sugar in as well, they're unhealthy for you in a very specific sort of way, which is sort of like. You know, you'll feel great really briefly mm. and then crash horribly, but don't come crying to us about that, yeah, basically. Yeah. It's a quick fix. You know, I mean, I probably sound a bit sort of boring and Bill Hicksy about this, but the idea of like, yeah, uh, not really caring about the medium or long-term consequences, mm. just wanting... I mean, it sort of speaks to a certain, like a boredom, maybe, um, to a, to a, a, a need for... A, thr- a cheap thrill and that thrill could be jumping off a building doing a bungee jump mm. um or it could be having a disgusting overpriced energy drink mm. and mm. you know maybe you can't do the former but you can do the latter mm. very um, easily ideally you would do both at the same yeah. time you know <laughs> but uh but if you if you all you can do is drink a drink a, a red bull on your way to your very boring office job because you're not actually really good enough to do international kayaking at competitive level mm, you know mm. i mean that's certainly true for me i'm not sure about you um, no i can do it at you can you can yeah. really okay yeah. stay tuned for our live kayaking episode <laughs> um oh and there was one more red bull association that i wanted to mention which is that they i found something on their corporate partnerships page about the red bull basement which is and I watch I watch a horrible video about it. Oh, which, no. is, which is anything was, in a basement. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really bad connotation. Red, no Bull, Red Bull torture basement. Yeah. yeah. No, it's um. It was for sort of students who were in working in the sciences, in the computer science, okay. in coders, hackers. Like yeah. that's, they named them as their sort yeah. of target. And the idea was they gave them money to help them build a better world through science and technology. Okay. Um, um, uh, one of the quotes was like, we want to connect people with the ecosystem and give their ideas wings. So it's sort of about, oh. it was sort of about like giving, throwing a bit of like funding at people who are trying to solve the problems of modern life through technology. Again, maybe an um, industry that people feel, you know, they've identified a market that yeah, yeah. that that they're going to fund. It's such a difficult moral quandary when brands get involved in financing part of cultural or and or technological life that otherwise go... That wouldn't be funded. That, that just that wouldn't, yeah, there is ignored. no alternative. There's no state funding for it. Yeah. There's no Arts Council funding for it. 
there's no um you know in the case of music journalism i was talking about before you know the the number of music magazines on the shelves in the 90s when i was 14 as opposed to you know 15 years later mm. was just not there there's yeah. no you know people don't really write about i mean there are a few dance music magazines left but you know they were filling a, a massive gap mm. there uh which is why everybody myself included sort of took the you know red bull dime and and like griped about it a bit there was a brilliant piece I really want to recommend that you do need to get the specific issue of The Wire magazine. It's not online. Uh, a brilliant piece by the now editor of The Wire, Derek Wormsley, in which he was invited to go, I think, to Tokyo for the Red Bull Music Academy by Red Bull, mm. all expenses paid, to write about it. And I think, I know Derek, and I think he, he was like, yeah, I will do this for our very sort of, like The Wire is a magazine that does not, suffer fools gladly and was mm. not about to give them free advertorial yeah so he was like i will do this if i can write apps you know as long as you don't even, you don't even think about mm. trying to like even look mm. at my cop the copy that i mm. write and i will write everything completely honestly and they were like yeah yeah fine anyway he did a brilliant piece about just like they weren't you know there weren't people from red bull sort of you know, like Clockwork Orange style, forcing everybody, all these budding music producers to sort of make a new tune for the Red Bull advert. They weren't mm. super interventionist. They weren't controlling their artistic, mm. creative impulses. They just made sure that there was a can of Red Bull on every table and in every single photo. And it's just about like the yeah. absolute preeminence of that brand, of that logo with the, what's on it again? See, I'm glad I couldn't remember. With the bulls who are sort of charging at each other in a yellow sun. Mm -hmm they just that needed to be absolutely everywhere yeah otherwise completely hands off but yeah it's uh i think a lot of people were sad when red bull music academy wound down a couple of years ago uh because a lot of people a lot of good people good journalists lost their jobs and a lot of good mm. people who work in the music industry lost their jobs as a result but the real big bad is just that like no one you know where is the state support for the arts and for media yeah. and stuff or indeed for it's so kayakers. frustrating yeah <laughs> it's so frustrating when it comes to like states state support because it's almost like they kind of go well because this is kind of subcultural people will do it mm. if they really want to mm. we're going to like we're not going to like support this we're not going to like uh fight club closures or anything mm. like that we're not even going to give much support to yeah. any of this if anything we're going to make things harder <laughs> yeah so we're going to introduce laws that mean that like clubs have to be like really specific about their licenses and it just it feels like such an attack doesn't it mm. and i guess it's like yeah it's it's frustrating on, on what should be a, like insurgent or at least you know um a culture that a counterculture of sorts basically mm. and obviously was originally through sort of acid house and the free party scene and so on as an aside uh my partner made a made a good point about sort of club club music and, and energy drinks which is that so in addition to jaeger bombs and jaegermeister yeah. which is obviously another sort yeah. of yeah. one in that category uh, and vodka red bull she pointed out that if you go to berlin club mate Mm. you're familiar with this drink mm -mm. it's basically like a really really cool energy drink that everyone in berlin drinks ah. which is obviously berlin's like a big techno city for those who don't know big sort of dance music city uh with very you know obviously everyone sh i'm sure understands that what berlin's sort of general reputation is as a kind of cultural center for some reason club mate is like is actually like quite hip is it based on um, Yerba Mate, which yeah. is the tea from South, um, like mainly drunk in South America? Correct, yes. Yeah, my dad loves that. He's like, Kasha, you need to drink it. Oh, Club Mate. No, just oh. Yerba, Yerba, oh, Yerba Mate. Right, He's right. always trying to get me to drink it. He's like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and it's weird because it's like, I like it. It's good. It's a bit buzzy, but mm. it's like not, it's stronger than tea, but not as strong as coffee. Right. So you feel like you can't really control yeah, yeah, you can't really control it. It's a little bit of an unknown. I'm, I'm a bit scared of it. <laughs> it. It tastes, it tastes better marginally, but I still, I'm not a huge fan. It's just weird that it's developed this much like cooler cult status. cultural identity. So while Red Bull have this sort of, you know, brand strategy, which is about sort of, you know, associating their name with all of the, with, you know, high octane sports, extreme sports, like Formula One, football, mm. Uh, people who do rap battles and, mm. and, and club music. 
Um, what's, what I noticed on the Monster website, because Monster do a lot of the same sort of partnering with mm. sort of sporty things anyway, uh, sporty people and teams and stuff, they actually spell out what their strategy is on their About page, which is really weird. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Um, Most companies spend their money on ad agencies, TV commercials, radio spots, and billboards to tell you how good their products are. At Monster, we choose none of the above. Instead, we support the scene, our bands, our athletes, and our fans. We back athletes so they can make a career out of their passion. We promote concert tours so our favourite bands can visit your hometown. We celebrate with our fans and riders by throwing parties and making the coolest events we can think of a reality. A monster, we're all about the things you care about. What kid dreams about landing a nine-to-five job? We all dream about being pro-athletes, musicians, and living the life. In short, at Monster, all our guys walk the walk in action sports, punk rock music, partying, hanging with the girls, and living <laughs> life on the edge. Oh, sorry, I just had to get to that point where they, it says, yeah. Hanging with the girls. Hanging, and, it, and hanging I, want, I really want you to know it is spelled H-A-N-G-I-N apostrophe. Oh, yeah, Christ. Hanging, with, hanging the, with the girls. So they're not even trying to sort of pretend that this is drunk by anything other than teenage boys. <laughs> Um, are we gonna are we gonna wind up with with something truly yeah. horrifying now? Yeah. Ash. So the others are like little. It's weird actually because also Red Bull. I think we need to speak about the size of Red Bull because mm. it's not. I think Monster really shook the game up when it produced these huge <laughs> horrible cans. Pint so if you, cans yeah, almost, if yeah. you imagine a can of Coca Cola. So I think everyone will know the size of that. A Red Bull can is like slimmer than a size of a Coca-Cola. It's 250 mils. Even yeah. though it's so it's probably the same amount, but it's slimmer or maybe a little less. 33, oh, 33. is your average can okay. of Coke. Yeah. So Coca-Cola is 33. This is 250. So Red Bull's 250. Monster is like, it looks like it's like six litres. It's fine. It's, it's the same as like a can of Stella, basically. Yeah, it's just a huge amount of liquid. Anyway, I found one that was 60 mil. And it's an energy shot by a company called Moose Juice. Oh, man. <laughs> a moose please, flexing its guns. Please don't juice your moose. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is one for the bros. Um, is it? Is it uh, again? Yeah. Where's? I mean, so further to the whole sort of machismo aspect of it. I mean, because the flavour is rainbow candy. So. Oh, lovely! It Have sounds you ever wondered what rainbow candies taste like? Yeah, not really. <laughs> it's just going to taste like the rainbow. But I was going to ask, like, there's, there's oh no, my god, there's... it smells like actually like cleaner. Like, yeah, it does. It smells like a like the a washing that, up liquid. So the fact that it's a shot should that worry me in terms of its how concentrated yeah, the caffeine and sugar bit. is? Oh, it smells rank. <laughs> Even. Even compared to the others. <laughs> Down the it smells, Yeah, it smells like diluted uh, surface cleaner. Ooh, oh. Know, oh, it's so sweet. Do you know what it tastes Bloody like? Hell. It tastes like um, undiluted. You know when when there are slushies and they're blue? <laughs> blue for raspberry, obviously. But someone hasn't added enough ice to it. Yeah, you've yeah. Just, you've and just got the got syrup at the bottom. Purely concentrated that, yeah. Oh, this has, suffice it to say that this has a lot of unnatural ingredients. Oh, only four so. calories, though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is worrying. Yeah. And or encouraging if you're... Possibly, yeah. Is it worrying? I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, oh, and their, their website is www.musclemoose.co.uk. <laughs> It's a Spartan, a Spartan free. Oh, it's got sweeteners in. That's reassuring. So it's got sweeteners and sugar. Is that? Oh no, no, sorry, zero. Just sugar. sweeteners. That would explain the incredibly natural taste of energy shot. Energy shot's a rubbish name, isn't it? Honestly, um, I but they need to lie down. The moose, the moose is like. The moose has got real guns, you can see. I on know. I don't want to see the a mo- moose's guns. The moose has been lifting. <laughs> the moose, the moose do- definitely does lift, bro. Do you think, how do you reckon they come, came up with that name? Um, they like, uh, what rhymes with juice? Uh, <laughs> quickly, guys, quickly, we've guys. got to get this deck over to the, to the marketing people before. What's an animal that's super ripped? Um, <laughs> uh, bear. No, not bear. Lion. Oh, no. Uh, no. Uh, moose? Super ripped moose. Every, everyone knows. Well, mo- moose, meese, meese for plural. Meese are um, absolutely massive, aren't they? Yeah, I think, I think, I think the uh, 
perhaps the horrible drinks we've drunk over the last hour are beginning to wear off. <laughs> and we have to go and meet the um, wonderful artist and designer behind our logo, Archie. Um, we're going to be late to meet him if we don't round up now. So let's <laughs> let's let's down the rest of these and just sprint <laughs> to London Bridge to to meet Archie. I think. Yeah? I think I'm getting a bit hysterical. Yeah, you can tell it's really kicked in at this point. The various horrible substances we've been drinking. Um, but we're going to round up there. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, uh, everyone. It's been it's been a it's been a fun ride. I'm looking forward to just returning to having a regular cup of coffee tomorrow morning and maybe not drinking any caffeine for a little bit. I just don't know when the crash is gonna come. It's and I'm not talking about the global financial crash, you know. <laughs> I know that's usually our bag. It's in it's very much, yeah. The uh, energy crash is is in the works and it will happen at some point in the next hour, I think. Oh my god, um, my, my brain is starting to do always sunny Phil you know always sunny Philadelphia meme where it's like uh, bits of string connecting things yeah. on a board and I'm like I wonder if I could compare the global financial crash <laughs> with my energy levels What's like that? my brain's going mad well I think I think this just shows that these various seven drinks that we've tried uh collectively they you know they do help your alertness and focus and I think I'm, I'm this, in I'm a domain start, no, I'm yeah. just kidding of course they don't I'm gonna no. start seeing just, like reds under the bed <laughs> <laughs> My paranoia is going to skyrocket. We're going to get to London Bridge and I'm going to be like, we've got to walk around this corner. (laughs) (laughs) There's a moose. There's a moose with massive guns around the corner and he's chasing us home. Along with a bull and a bulldog. So, yeah, those. Oh, yeah, my five building. Oh, wait, no, that's not there. That's further down. (laughs) It is. That is Vauxhall. Cash is in South London and she's disorientated. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to attempt to to wrap up again now. Um, Um, Slightly less giddy. If you would like to support our Patreon so that I can check myself into a rehab (laughs) clinic soon because I think I need to. Yeah, I don't know. Calm down, Cash. Yeah, it's all getting a bit much. Then, uh, yeah, we'll. we'll... First, I'm in South London. It's exciting. So, you know, new experiences, now this. You're living life to the full or the I max actually think, or I something. I actually think the moose juice has done it. It's yeah, there's, the something, there's something wrong with the moose juice. I was okay before the moose juice. Yikes. Um, uh, <laughs> please do subscribe to our Patreon. Help us out. Save our, save us and our, our energy levels. And uh, we'll be back with more episodes for both the Patreons and everybody else very soon. Take care, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.